<laughs> hey, this thing is really live now. Guys, welcome to the Jeff Lynch On Target podcast, the initial inaugural episode. We are so thankful that you have popped in today. You know, this is something that has been cooking in my mind for a while, something that I've been wanting to do. And the reason why I've wanted to do a podcast is because you guys know, a lot of you who, who, who are listening to this first podcast probably already know me, know that my main gig is, is a pastor. But as a pastor, man, I am so passionate about the message that we get to share. But in today's world, to take that message from one day on Sunday morning and to be able to share some message of hope seven days a week, man, that just sets me on fire. And so we're calling this the On Target Podcast because... Um, man, all of us are just trying to figure out how to get through our lives. What does it look like to be on target? I think a lot of us know what it looks like to be not on target, to be off target. And so one of the things that I love, love, love to do as I meet people and talk with people is to hear their stories and to hear stories of people who are, are, man, just crushing it in some areas or maybe people who have just been crushed by it, if you know what I mean. What did you learn from that? What, what, how have you grown from that? How do we live our life on target? And y'all, you know this, man. If you don't have a target that you're shooting for, you're just out there floating around. We have to have something that we're trying to achieve in our lives, man. We were, we were built with, with purpose and passion. God has a plan for our lives. So let's get on target with that. So as we go forward with this podcast, my goal is to bring in people and just have conversations, to share stories. I hope you love stories. I love to hear a good story. And so I plan to bring you guests that can, can share stories with you about their epic successes, about their epic failures, and what they've learned along the way. So having said all of that, today, our first guest. Man, I am so thrilled to have my guy, Adam Jones. I mean, Mr. Danville is right <laughs> here with us, man. Adam, welcome to the pod, man. Jeff, thank you so much, man. What a great introduction. Thanks for having me on. I feel uh, honored to be the first guest on the On Target podcast. Super blessed for that one. So thank you so much. So, man, let, let's just start. Like when I think Adam Jones, there's a lot of things that go along with who you are and what you do. And, and what I mean by that is you're not a, a single-faceted guy. But kind of the first thing that comes to mind when I, when I think about you is the brick. So let, let's just start there. In, in terms of, we'll, 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 we'll kind of point back to On Target and the theme as we go along. But, but talk us through a little bit, man, about maybe uh, the brick. What is the brick? How did it start? Where's your passion for it come from? Talk to us a little bit about that. You know, so the brick, um, you know, taking you kind of giving you the cliff notes on this thing. Um, so in 2008, I started dabbling in mountain bike racing, triathlon. Uh, actually, I had an older brother that challenged me to um, the Marine Corps Marathon. I didn't know what a marathon was. Um, he was uh, stationed in uh, Camp Lejeune, and obviously uh, it was something, you know, being a Marine that he wanted to do, and he wanted the Jones brothers to do it. So fast forward, I got home and started kind of investigating. And went, wow, this is a 26-mile run. Mm. I couldn't run from, you know, from my backyard to the front yard without being gassed. 
Um, I wasn't a cross country runner in high school. I didn't run track. You know, once again, I'm in my, you know, kind of late twenties when this takes place. Um, so I start to figure this thing out, trying to run a mile, a pair of shoes, pair of cutoff shorts, whatever that would look like, you know, trying to get that done. Um, as we got into, I got a little more experienced and, uh, right before the race, he fractured his ankle playing oh, flag no. football. So all the training led up to October. Needless to say, we didn't do the race. Mm. So now I am, well, if you're not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I, um, I didn't do the race, but I started, I was in this system of training that I was feeling better. Um, I was, it was self-limiting as far as the running, um, you know, it was, was not really a team sport. And I was thinking, well, when is the next one of these races that are 26.2 miles? And I found Myrtle Beach in February. Yeah. So I continued to train through that. Anyway, fast forward, got in my truck on a Friday, drove five hours to Myrtle Beach by myself, got a room at the Red Roof Inn, Got up on Saturday morning, ran 26 miles, crossed the finish Jeez. line. Nobody there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, got my medal, went to Hungry Howie's, got a pizza, got in the truck, drove home. Did you eat the whole pizza? I ate the whole pizza. <laughs> I ate the whole pizza driving. You know, I was eating some, you know, but I didn't go immediately, but I, yeah. I kind of hit the pause button. But, I, yeah, it was a very, like, well, okay. Stopped by his house. Because uh, I had to come through Jacksonville, or I made my way mm -hmm. through Jacksonville, North Carolina, on the way back to Danville, and uh, showed him the medal, and he's like, "You son of a gun," you know, mm. you know and um, wow. that that was that. So, with that coming to the brick, was I got into endurance sports. I was always out of town for shoes, apparel. Uh, when I started dabbling in triathlon, I you know bike wetsuits, and I was in Cary, North Carolina. You know, I was in Lynchburg, uh, different places, and I thought one day. Uh, I went down to Raleigh on a Monday, left work early, went down to get a pair of shoes all the way to Cary. Coming back, I caught traffic on 40, bumper to bumper, called, and I had some dinner plans for that night, and it was like, hey, God, I don't think I'm going to make it. So it's me driving, it's a pair of shoes in the passenger seat, and I said, man, I can't be the only person in Danville that runs. Right. Um, that was in 2010, put something together, I came up with a, a couple names in the, at the local Red Lobster. And uh, that was in 2010. We opened the store in 2012. And so now the brick, almost nine years old, um, the brick, when people ask, you know, people ask, what is the brick? How'd mm. you come up with the name? You know, we wanted to get away from, you know, uh, foot or shoe related names that just fell into the, um, fell into the stream of just a normal name, you know, fleet feet, shoe, happy feet, um, shoe specialist, whatever that looked like. So the brick in the world of endurance is when you do um, two disciplines, two workouts with very little rest in between. So in the, in the world of triathlon, uh, a brick workout is, you know, maybe you bike five miles, get off the bike, immediately put on your running shoes and go run, maybe right. two miles, right? So it's a transition from sport to sport and it's almost like hitting a brick wall. You have to acclimate and push through that kind of that, 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 uh, that fatigue of legs. You're now using different muscles and like, Hey, wow. You know, the body is like kind of shocking itself. So we use that as a name and it, 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 it stuck and people, uh, you know, it was different from something with the word shoe or foot in it. And See, I, I appreciate you explaining that for people that aren't as physically fit as you and I are that, that may, you are, <laughs> that, that may not understand things. So, I'm kidding. you know, and no, 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 but you know, the, so now I have had people call and try to add 
additions to their homes. Needed some brick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've had folks who try to order a pizza, brick oven. You That's know. awesome, man. Um, I had somebody come in. What was it? Just last week, they came in looking for The Rock. Mm. Their friend told them about the place called The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> and I came out of my office and said, The Rock. <laughs> the foundation of endurance. I went, you know, I went running with The Rock. You know, Jesus was The Rock. Yes, you know, I, I, I went on yes, a whole other. But I've been the cinder block. We've been... You know, uh, but The Rock was the most recent. And, uh, but well, so the, the goal of it, the goal of the store, one, was a locally owned and operated health and wellness store, right? That is there to help people reach their peak performances, whatever that is. I love it. I love it. Man, when I go in there, and, and I love coming in the brick. Number one, I love it that it's downtown Danville, small, you know, uh, uh, small business, you know, we, we love to find those and support the small businesses, but you have such a great little shop. And, you know, like I say, there's nine people living in our family and, and different people doing different things at certain times. So we're always buying somebody a pair of shoes. And I think like when I hear people talk about, well, man, those shoes down there are expensive. Shoes are expensive. It's not those shoes down there. Right. Your prices are right in line with what you're going to pay at the big box things, but the experience that you get with your staff, with, you know, somebody to, like, I love going in and, and you guys saying, put this shoe on this foot, this shoe on this foot. Try them out. See which one feels the best. Having someone to put you on a treadmill or to watch you walk, all of those personal things you do, extraordinary. I really appreciate it. You know, so one thing we try to do, and I tell my staff, you know, um, not only are we, you know, we're also consumers as well. And I, I kind of run a tight ship, but I know what I like as I enter a business or, you know, and I also go, Hey guys, in today's world, not just the brick, but other businesses, other small businesses, especially in today's time, you know, we are constantly fighting competition, right? Uh, of course, you got your Amazons and you got mm, your online shopping, right, which is right, bigger right. than ever these days, right? right. You know, people are, uh, with the pandemic, you're shopping online more than ever. But also, I, I tell my staff and I ask myself, what is going to make people drive past all these other shoe stores or all these other restaurants to come to your place? Right. What do you do different, right? I realize that customer service is key, that no matter how how big the technology world gets people look for a good customer service you like to go That's in exactly and be helped right, right? that is so rare these it's days so rare. and so you try to you know we're not trying to be the walmart of health and wellness we're going to take and really specialize and be good at what we do see here's Here's where I think this is all applicable. So if you guys are listening, you think, man, is this just an advertisement for the brick? No, absolutely it's not. This is an advertisement. This is a promotion of uh, finding something that you're passionate about in your life. And it's not just Adam's passion isn't just his passion for running, for try, for, for uh, sport, all of those things. It's about helping people. And so when you talk about going and finding that shop uh, years ago, back around... 2000 or so, uh, I was working in Winston-Salem, working in a corporate office, and, and uh, I you know, hadn't been married too awful long, had a couple of small kids, a lot younger than I am now, but I was around a group of people who, who love to ride bikes, and so we did a lot of that same kind of stuff, riding bikes, running, those kinds of things, and uh, I was working 
my my job was working in a cubicle in an office and it was a good job it was a good paying job and it was a challenging job and all of those kinds of things but that group of that, that I was hanging out with in those days a lot of days man we were in Winston-Salem when we would go to a place I don't know if you've ever heard of Ken's Bike Shop in Renota Village but in Winston-Salem and we would go and I'm standing in the parking lot with somebody with one of my friends one one evening after being there and I remember saying man that guy goes to work and he sells bicycles and he builds bicycles and he talks bicycles and he rides bicycles and he's in a bike community. He's so passionate about what he does. And I looked at my life then and I thought, man, I make good money. I'm thankful for this job. It provides a good living. But do I wake up every day thinking about how I can do it? No, I didn't. And that's one of the things that I think God used in my heart to say, man, why are you doing something? There, there are bigger things to do, bigger fish to fry. Um, find that thing that you're passionate about, the gift that God built in. And I see that in you, man. Absolutely. I'm a big, big believer in, you know, I would rather <clears throat> make $10 an hour and love what I do than make $100,000 a year and hate what I do. Come on, my man. Right? That's exactly I'm all right. about quality over quantity. Yep. Uh, I have a friend right now that today <clears throat> is his last day at a job he's been at 26 years. He is walking mm. away from this profession and he is going into a completely different profession, going in debt a little bit, but going to start his own thing. Yeah. Because he is trying to um, capitalize on his time with his family. Love it. Right? Taking a chance. Taking a Rolling chance. Rolling a dime. We do just it. talked last night because I said, dude, I am here for you. He said, I'm, he said I, I'm scared. And I was like, dude, I would be shaken. So it's okay. It's the best feel place the, you can ever you be. You feel man. the fear and do it anyway. You hey. heard if your goals don't scare you, they're not big enough. That's right. right? That's We've right. all heard that. that. That's how you give God a chance to do big things in your life. If you manage everything and only do what you can do, when does God get to do the supernatural? People want to see God do big things, but you've got to get out on the end of that limb to see it happen. That's where courage shows up. Come on, somebody. Right? You know, courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yes. And uh, so, but anyway, going to that, you know, he's now trying to leverage his time. He knows what it's going to be. He's going to work some hours, but he's got a, a small one. He's got a, a family and he wants to capitalize and leverage his time. And so he's walking away from 26 years. That's easy. It's easy to speak into someone else's life and tell them what to do with their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and someone right. else was standing. I mean, 26 years, that's a big comfort zone. Yeah, it sure is. That's a big comfort zone. Probably some insurance in that. Probably some vacation time. All right. these things you're walking away from. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, with passion, you know, one thing with the brick is when you walk into the store, you'll see a big, you know, six foot by four foot poster on the wall at the front of the store that says together forward, right? And it's runners that look like they're crossing the finish line all with their arms up high or different ones, like a silhouette. And the runners are made up of local folks, mm. right? There's numerous and numerous, you know, hundreds of people of all different sizes, races, background, whatever, that are all making up that picture. Come on. Right? It it's is. Good. A, so what I say, and I even have a hat on the wall that's, homegrown, locally owned, you know, the brick that we are, we are the community store. I've just been blessed to kind of manage it. Right. Um, it is, it is all about other people. And so when you come in, one of the misconceptions, you know, talking about shoe prices and things. Yeah. We're across the board on the shoe prices, but what you do get 
is you're going to get motivated. Yeah. Right. That's right. We're going to motivate you. That's right. We're going to cheer you on. We're your biggest cheerleader. We're going to stay in touch with you. You know, whether you're, you know, and everybody's story is different that comes through the doors. Um, I met a couple yesterday that were 83, 83 and 82. And uh, they've been married for, you know, 30 years plus, whatnot. And I said, yeah, guys, what's, yeah, look, they were getting a pair of shoes, one a pair of hose. Oh, and I always ask, hey, man, what are you feeding this guy? You know, <laughs> or what's the secret sauce? <laughs> That's awesome. Right? You're great at that, man. Jackie and I laugh about that anytime we were, she told me this morning, she said, when you get there, when Adam gets there, he's going to say, hey, man, you're looking good. You're looking fit today. <laughs> looking sharp as a tag. That's sharp your deal, man. And I really mean that. You, know, <laughs> you do Adam, mean that. You know, I love it. You know, and in a world where I don't know if compliments are, 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 are frowned upon or, you know, you can't say, hey, Jackie, I'm digging the boots, you know. Is that like, you know, in a world of it's so, you walk that line, right? Was that offensive? Is it, oh, you know, man. you know, we live in that. But I mean, at the brick, we don't, you know, I go, uh, you know, hey, you know, and I really, you know, as the couple yesterday going back, I was like, you know, when I go, hey, okay, what are you feeding this guy? And they chuckle like, That's good. you know, I go, no, seriously, I'm 41. I'll be 42 if the good Lord lets me see it in May. And you're 30 years older than I am, 35 years older yeah. than I am. And you look great. So I'm assuming, and I, and I go into, I go, I'm assuming you stayed active most of your life. You probably tried to keep the stress levels down. Yep. You know, tried to make some decent choices. Right. You know, and they went right back at me going, you know, well, we have always had genetics a little bit. Okay, got it. You know, we did try to, you know, we, we worked all our life. We stayed active at work. You know, we retired. Uh, now we, you know, we, we rake our own yard. We, we walk around the track at Langston. We, whatever yeah. that looks like, but yeah. it's, the, the common denominator is people are staying active. Like, you, you know, don't stop doing it. Well, let me ask you this, Adam. You, you, in terms of that, encouraging each other and, and, you know, giving heartfelt compliments, all those kinds of things. You talk about walking in the brick and seeing that picture. One of the things that I see, the word running and community go together. Sure. So you and I have talked some in the past about the power of the group run and how the person who may be the one at the back, which at times I have certainly been that person, uh, but, but wherever you are in that thing, you can always do more when you've got folks cheering your own. Talk to me a little bit about what you've seen, and this doesn't necessarily have to be a fitness thing, but just in terms of the power of community. So the power, you know, in the community that we see, use, utilizing what I'm involved in with the group run, you know, you know, you're stronger in the pack, right? For sure. Take a wolf by himself. He's only got so much. Mm -hmm. Put three or four with them, they can take down the biggest That's animal. That's right. Right? And the same thing I, uh, I kind of would kind of put that uh, into the group runs and into the community is, you know, with the group runs, we always – one, it's it's always an open invitation. There is no experience level that's too rookie, so to speak. Yeah. Right. You know, we have numerous paces. Then we 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 incorporate the group walks for people. Right. But what we find is people feed off the pack, right? Uh, you know, you're you you are who you associate with. Yeah. Right? In a good way or a bad way. So the what we what we see is I have seen people make massive improvements um, that the feedback to the group runs, man, I look forward to these. I at least know I'm going to run twice a week. Mm -hmm. And I am at least around people that are motivated, encouraging, 
never leave a runner behind type, right. you know, safety, secure, uh, but also pushes me to push myself. If the group runs are on Tuesday and Thursday, how do you think the group run affects that individual on days that are not Tuesday and Thursday? You know, I think if, if I had, you know, and based on some of the, 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 the feedback that we have had uh, from those group runs, I think, well, if anything, they look forward to them. Yes, yeah, it. Right? They look forward. Yeah. They may, hey, I've had a bum Monday, but hey, tomorrow's the group run. Right? A little bit of hope. Those are exciting days, too, man, when it's Tuesday and Thursday. Right? You're looking forward to that time of being there. A little bit of hope. Do I think people, I, I have tried to encourage guys, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, group running. But on the other days that you're not with us, try to do some sort of active activity, maybe some active recovery. Um, and I think what you'll find is, okay, on the group run days, I'm picking up the pace a little. I can hold the pace a little longer. I can go a little further before I have to walk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if anything, so if I get man. anything, I, I get, man, Adam, I look forward to these so much. I get hope. Yeah. Um, excitement. So so let me flip that on you a minute. Um, what you're describing, we're talking the, the basis of that is community. We're talking about what that looks like with running and the running community. Sure. Same thing in the church though. Our running day is is Sunday. We come together and that community gathers. What's the power in corporate worship and being in corporate worship in a church body? What does that do for a person the days that are not Sunday? How would you answer that? So, yeah, good question, too. Um, and I, I, I think that's a great comparison. You know, in, in your world, you know, Sunday in the church world means that's it. Sunday's that's your Super Bowl every, every week, right. right? And the message, the praise and worship, um, the people, you know, put two together, there I am, so to speak. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that sets the tone. I'll speak for myself. In, in, in the church, you know, I, it sets the tone for I feel connected. Mm. I feel I, you know, nothing like getting a little, little sense of little gutty feeling or a little knot in your throat, thinking the Holy Spirit's kind of talking to you on a Sunday, yeah. setting the tone for Monday, um, setting the tone for, you know, getting you to Wednesday, let's say. And, and life happens to all of us, but from my perspective and mindset, you know, you have to be intentional. Man, that is so good. Man, we talk intentionality a lot, and you can stand up there and deliver and deliver, and Tim and the gang can deliver, and they can sit and consume it and get up on Monday, and the new car smell is worn off. Man, that's exactly right. Right? And now they're right back at it, only to forget what was taught by Thursday, limping into Friday and Saturday, put it on repeat. But you know what, man? It, just like you couldn't be with me on a Saturday or whatever when I was going to go run. I had, there, there are times when I had to run by myself. I can't be with you every day of the week saying, come on, Adam, read your Bible. Come on, Adam, stop and pray. Come on, Adam. But we develop community around us. So, so like in the running world, Strava, a big thing, an app where we're connected with people and seeing run times, cheering people on. In the church, it's, and I say in the church, I'm talking about people who are followers of Christ. It's so important that we have community and that we have people so that we're not doing it alone and we're encouraging people. Um, so, so anyway, you get the point with all of that. Speaking of community, um, Let's go a different direction. There's two things I want to make sure I don't don't lose track of here. One is let, let's let's go down this avenue first. I want to talk some in just a minute about about 
COVID, and, and I don't want to lose sight of this because we're talking about the brick and small uh, small business, uh, family-owned small business, and how, some of the things. You were so creative, so we'll come back to that in just a minute. But I want to talk about community from the standpoint. I introduced you as Mr. Danville. In a time where people in Danville, uh, lots of folks have moved away from downtown, moved outside of the downtown area, you have chosen to buy a home, renovate a home, live smack dab in the middle of Danville. Talk to us a little bit about that decision. You know, I'm a, I'm a locally guy. I, you know, Mr. Danville puts it, I am, I am, I am locally I am locally owned and homegrown personally. Like, not only do I try to work it, but I try to live it. Um, that I, hashtag Danville by choice. That's right, you, you know, man. You know, exactly. And so I have had opportunities to move away. You know, I graduated GW97. I've been here, you know, pretty much my whole life. And I have had a front row seat yeah. to growth and revitalization, right? right? Um, I believe in my community. I believe in my town. Love that. I think, and one thing I live by is... I'm not going to move somewhere just to say I live at that location. Right. You're not, it sounds cool, right? It sounds cool. Hey, I'm going to move to Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Oh, wow. That sounds great. But I'm not going to move to Boulder, Colorado and work at Domino's. Yeah, that's right. I, you, you go where the, where you think you can be successful. You go where the connections are. And right now in my local community, I have a network of people, right? Um, I have, and we've developed that. You know, where you That's live, right. you kind of know That's people, right. right? You know people That's through right. the church, you know people through business and friendships and stuff. So if you need a good lawyer, you know, I got one on speed dial. If you need, you know, a banged up knee from a run, I can kind of probably get into an office, not by special, not by special treatment, right. just by knowing somebody, That's right? right? That's right. Knowing, you know, so, um, and another thing that I always think about is wherever you move, you have to take you with you. Yeah. So put me in the middle of Maui, California, or something, or, Ma- or uh, 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 put me in, in in Boulder, Colorado, like we discussed. Um, you are. I'm still going to have mood swings. I'm still going to have anxiety at times. I'm still going to have bad days. I'm probably going to wish I was a Danville. How many times do you go on vacation mm. or somewhere and go, man, you know, I kind of miss. Like you go to a big city, you go, Phew, get home and go, man, don't even know where to get you your oil change. Be home. So. I don't, I don't like to jump on every bandwagon, and I have a lot of faith in my community and my, in my hometown, and I see Danville, uh, you know, I've heard all the stories, and I think the good Lord is, is working here, and I think growth is, is happening, and I think uh, there's no perfect place. And I think at this moment, speaking of pandemic and COVID, I think people are looking for Danville's. I love it, man. I think people are looking. They are rat racing getting out of New York and California. Right. Well, and, and what I love about where you are, towns. you like like downtown Danville, the the heart of the the old city of Danville has so much beauty to it. But but there's this whole vibe of of revitalization, and you're right on the forefront of that. Some of these old houses and rebuilding sure. it's really <clears> cool. So you know, I think, and so based on being in, in connected and involved, you know, uh, a survey when or a company came into Danville and said, hey. You know, the downtown and the old West End, which I'll get to the houses, that's kind of the heartbeat right. of the town, of the city, right? If you lose that, you lose the heartbeat, mm. right? So you start at the heart, and it's like a ripple in the water, and you blossom out, right? So they started downtown. And so 2010, when I opened, you know, the streets were, Main Street was destroyed. You know, we went n- almost nine months of, you couldn't even get to us. Wow. And so what I did was, I think in this case, 
you catch more with honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So had some Hispanic guys, couldn't speak a lick of English. I couldn't speak a lick of Spanish. They're in hard, hard hats. They're jackhammering and stuff. Started throwing them waters and Gatorades. Got to use the restroom, pop in and see us. Will you do me a favor? I always need access to the doors. Man, I had a red velvet carpet rope awesome. set up by those guys, plywood on the ground, so caution smart. tape, and people could walk straight into the brick. You couldn't park anywhere, but we, they, I had a direct entry. They never, they took care of me. I took care of them. I met Juan. I met Pablo. You know, so awesome. And but to see that, I had a front row seat of, you know, you kind of can't. You know, you're in it, and you go, oh my gosh, this is terrible. And then, bam, here we are. And then I was just in a meeting yesterday where they're adding 88 more apartment units downtown. Okay. Eight Airbnbs downtown. It's coming. The the B Hotel. So yeah. to answer, you know, that 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 heartbeat that the city and, and economic development and, and our city managers and folks are city councils behind it, the push. You know, everybody's kind of on the same page, like a, like a good football team, right? Right. And it's kind of blossoming out. And to the house that I chose, well, I lived in a loft downtown for five years and I went to looking on Zillow like anyone else for like, it's time, right? I'm getting married. I got, I've been in the apartment for five years. I think I'm kind of, it's time, right? And so I started looking and the old West End Victorian houses in that area are kind of like what I call phase two. Mm. People are buying them, fixing them up. You know, they're not cookie cutter homes. My house was built in 1929 by a local Danville architect, J. Brian Hurd. That's so cool. You know, it's a brick home. It's a lot of stories in there. Yeah. He sent his son off to World War One in that house. He, there was two weddings in that house. Um, um, Mr. Silverman owned a hat shop in downtown. He's a downtown merchant. I have the deed and some history on the house about it. So really when I walk cool. into my home, it's not like, you know, it's that, that chandelier is from 1929. Wow. But also, it was a lot of house for less money. Yeah. If you picked up my house and put it in the middle of Windsor Heights, it'd be triple the price. <laughs> That's right. So I'm, I'm all That's about cool. like knowing about Google before Google existed. Yeah. You know, I'm a dice roller. I go, hey, what's the, you know, let me get in. Let me, you know, it's close Small. to work. It's close to where my wife works. My gym's here. Uh, my church is here. Whatever that looks like. It's kind of like Mayberry. Man, you, I mean, you compare that with California, Boulder, whatever. I got a friend just moved back from Colorado and we were talking motorcycles one day. He said, man, I rode my motorcycle one time. I'm talking about, you're in Colorado? You rode one time? He said, it's five lanes, 100 miles an hour. You can't move. And you, the, 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 the pace of life here, knowing people, knowing how to get things done, it's just, it is. It's just a, it's, it's a warm, friendly place. And I know not everybody agrees with that, but I love Danville. And so speaking of that, let's go back to where we were just a minute ago. Right there downtown, uh, small shop already when things are good you're already competing against the big box amazon you were as creative or more creative than anybody i saw and just one trying to keep people's spirits up throughout this past year and what i'm talking about is on social media y'all if you don't follow adam jones and the brick on social media a.g.jones, is that right? Yeah. On, on the Instagram? Brick VA, yeah. That's personal, A.g.jones79, uh, and then uh, the Brick VA is is the business. Talk to me about your, a little bit about your thought process, because lots of days you were doing songs, had your dog on there. What were you yeah, doing? Yeah, so, you know, one thing, I, I, I'm, I'm not really an, an embarrassed type of person, right? I think you gotta, you know, you gotta kind of have some fun with it. You gotta joke. And so I sit down and go, okay, um, what can I do to keep the brick in rotation, right? What can we do 
to generate some buzz, right? Um, how can I bring a laugh or a smile? But man, have you used to go ch- tune in today? Dude, you ain't got no idea what this guy's doing now. <laughs> He's got his dog howling. You know, he just did Taylor Swift cover, you know, whatever that looks like with the brick broadcast. And uh, so I would try to, in a time where, you know, COVID's running rampant or COVID, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, people are waiting on stimulus checks. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, unknowns out there and uncertainties. And what can we do? As the, I'm in that same boat, uncertainty, not sure if a small business can make it. What's what's the executive order? Is is, is the governor closing? Are we opening? Are we, you know, people not wanting to come in? I don't have online. We're informative only on our internet, on our website. You know, we offer curbside delivery. And so what can I do? How can we offer sales? How can we move traffic? How can I get folks to dial in and, and be a part of it? And so the creativity, the first thing we did when it struck was, hey, how can I spin off? I always like to spin off things. I, I kind of walk right up to the to the line and sometimes, you know, uh, try not to cross it with whatever it's political, uh, whether it is, uh, <laughs> you know, I like to joke with it. And if people know me, they know like, oh, my gosh, you know, what is you know, what's he doing now? I love it, man. You um, making take... group runs great again t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You've got a, some of the best t-shirts in day of the biggest thing, man. Stuff. I caught some slack, but I caught a lot of like, dude, that is great. It's funny. And all we did was took the MAGA hat and we turned it into a t-shirt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Didn't, not that we're on Trump's side or was on right, right. pro Biden, but we just took a phrase and said, hey, we're, because we're literally trying to make group runs yeah, great. Yeah, no, that's cool. We just spoke about that's it, That's right? fun. And, um, but. Taking songs like I Size Baby and yeah, changing yeah. the words. And turn it up, you know. We turned wild things from Tone Loke into shoestrings. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you get a chance, you can go back and watch some of them. But the goal was to bring a laugh, bring uh, keep us in rotation. And at the end of everyone, hey, guys, Brick's here for you, offering curbside delivery, walk in. We got this special going on. We got that special going on. And, uh, yeah, just call some traffic. And, you know, I did it That's every awesome. single day. But it, it, And I get what you're doing because what you're doing, knowing you, one, you're making people smile and encouraging people and pushing people down the road. But, two, it's, 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 it's saying, hey, we're here. Shop local. Give us yeah. a shot. And, and, and not, uh, you know, man, people can look at things like, oh, that's just self. It's not self-serving. That's saying we're providing uh, we're providing a, a resource. We're providing something for you, and we want to do it well, and we want to help you. And I just I love the way you did that. There's so many folks that when when tragedy strikes or hard times come or whatever, uh, it, it's easy to get caught up in the wave of woe is me. It takes someone who has faith. And faith is not just about believing God's going to make things happen. God will help you to make things happen, but he gives you the creativity and the grit and all of those things. And so saying, okay, God, what have you put in my hand that I can use to start working my way out? Me and God doing it together, not just me sitting here waiting on God to change things. Right. So you get online and you do your deal, and it's awesome, man. It's you awesome know, stuff. Tapping into what, you know, like, oh, um, if someone was sitting there going, man, look, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, kind of selfish or, you know, not a good time to be doing this. And I, you know, I always say, you know, the brick is a, you know, it's an outward focus. Yeah, right? that's right. And I think I'm a big fan of like Dale Carnegie's and the Zig Ziglar's that say, hey, if you if you help people get what they want, you'll get what it's you want. It's a beautiful thing, man. Right? It's a great thing. If you When you start to focus on others, it'll come back to you. Yeah. Right? And so one of the things that we did um, was when this first kicked off and things were closing down, you couldn't have 10, you had 10 people or less. And if you, unless you were a, um, a business that was in a... Um, you know, a health or um, any type of service of food, like a, like a grocery store, you couldn't right. really be open, 
uh, commodity places were shutting down. So I took and I said, how can I look at that? I came up with the COVID-19K. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember that? Made a logo, made the O, the brick logo, and put a K on the end of it. Um, and so I encourage people to cover in seven days a 19, 19K of walking, jogging, running. But at the same time, you had to support, try to support 19 small businesses. Okay, and the brick could not be one of them. That's all. That's awesome. Man. And Good so, stuff. with that being said, I didn't want you to go broke, and I, I was yeah. clear on that. You know, wasn't doing trying to bl- make people blow their budgets, but like swing by and get a coffee at Links, pick up some batteries at your local pharmacy. You know, grab a burger or a hot dog at Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. whatever that looked like, mm-hmm. whatever that business mm-hmm. was. You know, pick up a gift card early for Christmas, um, and you try to do it. People were. You know, I call always catch it from both sides. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's, and it's all good. You know, it's right. like, hey, you're promoting like going out. You know, people need to be stay home and this and that. And another thing we would do another with the brick broadcast uh, moving forward was, hey, at the same time all these places were shut down, you couldn't get a haircut, you couldn't go to school, a lot of folks couldn't go to work. Yeah. Hey, you know what I can do? I can get that old bike out of the basement. Right. Pump up the tires. There go you for go. a ride. Right. Let me see if I got my shoes in the closet. I'm going to go walk the dog yeah. on the Riverwalk trail. Trail was packed. Right. We were, I felt that we were essential. Yeah. We were essential to peace of mind. That's right. We were essential to the walls start closing in on you. You got to get out, man. You got to move. The body's designed to move. Um, and so we were, the brick was there the whole time to help folks in any way. Yes, did we want people to come into stores and shop? We made it. We did everything to take a bath in Clorox. We yeah. tried to make it easy That's right. for you. That's right. But at the same time, we were there that it wasn't that we were outward focused. Hey, how can we continue the group run? We had to close them down for a bit, you know? Like, we had to stop the group runs for a while. We brought them back in June. You know, we, 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 we followed all government protocol. Oh, yeah. You know, and then we just worked around other ways of how can we how can we advertise and market and try to stay open. That's that's it's a great it's a great picture of the resiliency, man. Business you're gonna have great seasons, you're gonna have terrible seasons, you gotta fight your way through it and then, and that's that's life. So let's 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 segue out of that mm-hmm. a little bit, man. Um we just we just you and I were at one of the most amazing memorial services that I've ever been at. You just lost your your stepdad, who was kind of like your dad to you. Stepped into your life at a at a at a very uh, pivotal age, and as you've gotten older, life is hard. There are ups and downs. You know, you lost your father. Let's talk about dads a little bit. Let's talk about men. Let's talk about yeah. how that's influenced you. I uh, like the topic. Um, you know, so in ninety two. Uh, I lost my dad suddenly. Uh, we had just had breakfast at the kitchen table, um, and I, mom was doing some dishes, and I said, "Hey guys, do you mind if I go across the street to a buddy's house and trade baseball cards?" At the time, you know, been big into baseball cards. Not not a problem. Uh, I make my way across the street with a box of baseball cards, and you know, it is just a few minutes later that my mom runs out the door screaming, call 911, call 911, drop the baseball cards, my friend's picking them up, you know, running the house, my dad dies. Mm. Uh, he died of a grand mal seizure. He had two in his life, one before I was born, one when my brother was seven, and it was kind of from Ancient Orange uh, in the Vietnam days. Wow. And um, so it was like that. And it's crazy, He, you know, he was, he was 42, Jeez, right? Man. So, And I think about 
if good Lord willing, I'll be 42 in May. I'll be the age that my father passed. And that's a, like, man, wow. I mean, that's a whole super other young, right? I mean, like, holy <laughs> right. cow. And so, um, yeah, so that was, <clears throat> and then, you know, so we had lost, you know, not, not talking about loss and getting out, you know, sappy and, and, and sad, but, you know, so I lost my grandfather in November, lost my dad in April, and then my mom is diagnosed with breast cancer in June. June. Right, bang, 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 right? And so, and you were how old at this point? I was twelve. Jeez, I rolled man. it. I rolled into thirteen. And um, wow. So, you know, yeah, that I didn't have that father figure. My mother played both roles. Mm-hmm. You know, she she was a beast. She's my hero. You know, she's a good, strong woman. And without her faith and prayer and and, and guidance, uh, you know, I would be sitting here talking to you. And then, so you know, years go by like anything else. You know, you you, you uh, watch my mom develop a. Uh, a relationship with Bryce. He was introduced on a, on a, on a date from yep. a, from a family member, and and then Bryce steps in at um, you know probably fifteen years later. Uh, you know my late twenties, twenty mid twenties, late twenties, and uh, you know for he's fifteen years of my life. But he became you know dad to the point where you know uh, you introduced me to my mom and dad, mm-hmm. right? You know I, we gave him the respect, and uh, he also earned the respect yes. of. One, putting up with my mother. Two, taking <laughs> care of my mother. Yeah. And three, just, you know, loving his grandkids and treating us as the boys and then that type of thing. And then, yeah, uh, yesterday was a week that he passed. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, the memorial service. But, you know, dads are, it's, I think it's an important role. I think you can you can tie dads and mothers or families um, to most of the problems that are going on in society. I think it starts at home. I think, and what we're seeing is a lot of broken homes. But you know, just to interrupt you yeah, just no. one second. The inverse of that, I didn't know Bryce. I'd been around him a few times, been around you a lot over the last couple of years, and being around your family during that memorial service and hearing and learning about Bryce, I saw his imprint on you, and I understood you somewhat better because of the influence listening to the stories of how he interacted with the kids and how he interacted with his wife and I don't think I'm wrong in saying that a lot of the things that you do you do out of some kind of connection to Bryce and so when you say the the power of dad in the home that's not just with eight and nine year olds that's with 20 somethings and 30 somethings yeah, absolutely I, mean, I think family I think it's built on the foundation you know I think uh you know a a, a strong father in today's world seems to be lacking more, right? I, 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 well, yeah. let me, in, in, my, in my world, I see a lot of it. Yeah. And um, I think if anything, it is um, security, leadership, you know, guidance. It's not necessarily teaching you how to change the oil and stuff. It's just showing you how to be a good man. Right. Right? Just some integrity, some and character. And cheering you on along the yeah, way, too. Moral compass, you know, um, you know, just the, the things that make people who they are you right. know and as i mentioned you are who you associate with and if you if you don't have it and uh or you have the wrong dad well you know those those traits and qualities can just trickle right into you and you can develop things that are negative and really not even realize how you developed it it's like waking up one day and being overweight no disrespect to that but it didn't happen overnight right that's you right know, it was gradual that's right and the changes in your life negative or positive are kind of gradual well, absolutely, and 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 in a world that's so busy and so much going on, you know, dads slash men in general, we we have got to somehow 
pull back and say, okay, what's important? If I'm going to be on target in my life as a man, whether you're a father or not a father, God has built things into us that, that like at, at my age, I'm 51 now, hopefully I've learned a few things along the way. I want to pass those things along to our boys, but I also want to pa- pass some of that along to other young men that are coming up around us. I know you do some some mentoring type things. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. I, I, I do it and not know that I do it. You know, it's not like I have a mentoring service right. on the side. It is nothing more than... I have I've been blessed and fortunate to I come in contact with a lot of young men. You know, uh, most of my staff, the oldest is you know twenty five. Um, I've got them as young. I just got a card in the mail uh, on Tuesday, and he was fourteen. Yeah. And he was thanking me so much for what wow. what I do for him and the leadership and you know numerous things. And, I, and that card is stuck on my court board, or I get a you know. I, it comes in different spells, but I think it's kind of, I think the Lord sometimes will use me, you know, whether it's a gym related, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm running, you know, I'm 41 and this guy is 16 and we're running and you kind of, I don't want to say hip and cool, but they, uh, the role models I feel are far in between these yeah, days, yeah. right? That's right. And when they can see somebody that can joke and like, man, he's 41, maybe he didn't look 41, maybe he acts like, you know, you know like I'm one of the guys somewhat, you know, right. but I like, you know, teaching whether whether it's business skills, whether it's a moral compass, whether it's reading some of the things on on the on the Instagram pages and things, and uh, gravitate that I've had one that was going to kill himself. Wow! That you know, I didn't go seeking him. You know, he just reached out to me, and, and we we started training together. Yeah. yeah. And uh, hopefully, was able to uh, influence this young man's life, and That's he's still awesome. here today. Yeah. You know, so the Lord uses me, and I I, uh, I try to be real with the guys. Uh, I'll answer any questions with them, honesty. Um, there's no strings attached. You know, I try to talk my, my, my nephew. Uh, he's 16. He's at a pivotal point in his life. He has a dad, uh, which is my brother. But, you know, he's also in Albany, Georgia, and he's, he's here and there. So, you know, you know, he can reach out to me. And we had a conversation during the memorial service or during that weekend. And, and, and Adam and I really, mm. you know, we pounds it up and love. And, and, and I really appreciate the conversation. So, I ask that the Lord use me, and every day I pray, Lord, if you put somebody in front of my, in front of my, in front of my face, or you know, if whoever I come in kind, let me let me show leadership, it's let good, me man. let me, uh, you know, let me be in the one percent, and let me lead from the front, Jeez. and help me to control the controllables, and not try to control what I can't. Man, that's so good. That is so good. So, a um, couple of things. We'll we'll wrap up in just a few minutes, but a couple of things I want to make sure I touch on. One of the things that I hear you talk about a lot is 30-day challenge. Talk to me about the 30-day challenge. So, yeah, man. And that's I love this. Uh, and I do these things a lot. I do them for my own benefit. Uh, I'm a challenge guy. I like to see, you know, I'm kind of one of those folks that will go, you know, if the rest of the folks are going, mm, ain't no way I could do that. And I go, uh, you know, I like, to try, I like to try that. I like to see if I could do it. So... Well, what it does for me is it keeps me held accountable. Mm-hmm. Accountability, it helps me to, once again, stay moving, working towards something. Right. The 30-day challenges I do, uh, you know, we just came into January, and, uh, you know, that's a big New Year's resolution thing, right? And so I think a year is really tough to maintain. Oh, yeah, you for know, sure. I, I mean, a year, sure. I mean, a year doing anything. Um, so for a while now, I've been doing new month resolutions. And so I've had people jump on. 
because a month, you, know, you got 30 to 31 days. Okay, that's a little more attainable. I can do something for 30 yep. days. Or I can give it my best shot and do more than I would have without right, the challenge. Right, right, right. Um, so typically what I do is a, I do a fitness, a nutrition, and a growth challenge every single I month. I love that. Right, every single month. Um, and typically it's not the same thing that the previous month was. Right? It may be throughout the year, I may pick up one or two of those and, and, you know, and re, redo that. But for example, this month was, you know, for January, I said, okay, you know, it's new year coming through the holidays. Um, man, you know, and, and you know, we're our worst critics. So it sounds great. I don't think I'm in that great of shape. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and I go, man, you know, you were just, huh? I'm, are you getting a little big? Like, what are you doing? You know, you're 41. <laughs> it's in my fruit loop, you know, it gets in my wheelhouse. And I go, mm. so, but this month is to, or I'll do something that I can't, that I haven't done recently, uh, that I'm struggling with. 64 ounces of water a day. People can blow that out the water. For me, it's a little tricky. I yeah. like green tea. I, I mean, I don't drink a lot of sodas, but you know, 64 ounces uh, of water a day. Um, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats every day, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and then read a book, one book. Some people can blow through them. Last month was a five-minute plank every day. If you can't do a five-minute plank, well, that doesn't, you don't get out of it. The clock runs for five minutes. Yeah. So if you got to touch your knee at one minute, take a quick breather, get back in it, clock runs for five. You do it every day. That's good. Uh, Rita uh, was um, get more sleep, and then the other one was to learn a new word in the dictionary every day. I like that one about get more sleep. That sounds like I might try yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it was just, you know, um, something that I struck that typically the things that I choose are things that I am not doing great yeah, at. Yeah, it's good, right? man. But it also keeps me moving. Uh, it keeps me in bathing suit shape. I like right, to call right, it. Right, you know, right. It keeps me working towards something. And right. as I meet these people in the stores that I mentioned a couple earlier that are in their 80s, keeps me moving. No, that's good, man. But you've got, you again, on target. You have something on that target. you're shooting at. You've got something, and the goal is not perfection. The goal is no. to keep moving forward. All right, I'm on uh, one last question, mm-hmm. and we'll start to wrap this up. You mentioned some things that, that you do every day. Um, let, two, two-sided question. What would you say, if you have a non-negotiable, what are your daily non-negotiables physically what are your daily non-negotiables spiritually? What I mean by this is, is you said I'm gonna do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats every day. What you, you talked a little bit about the physical side. If there's anything you want to add to that, what are my non-negotiables from a physical standpoint? Because that's the world you're living in. We're all living in the spiritual world. What are some of the things you see there? Okay, so uh, first one, you know, the non-negotiables um, from the from the fitness aspect of it, or from the health and wellness is. That's what I do for a living, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but like anything, there's moderation. Okay, so I like good. to touch down on that. So, who is Adam outside of the brick? Right, right. The brick. I can't let the brick define me. Man, if the so brick good. closes tomorrow, thank you, Lord, for a great ride. But I'm still going to do something to promote health and wellness. Because at the end of the day, Adam, your body's a temple. You only get one shot at it. Passion. Passion. Yep. It's a lifestyle. Yep. It's a lifestyle. So the fitness side may not be every single day because the body needs recovery days, right? But it is a, it is a, it, it'll be an active recovery or to sweat some, right? To release the serotonin and endorphin mm. levels, right? To feel better, for clarity, for reducing stress, right? I just recently got into boxing. I'm really loving that. Mm-hmm. What a great stress reliever. But at the same time, what a great calorie burner. And what a great sculpting mechanism and so forth. So, that, yes, the activity 
uh, is something that I do at least five days a week. Sometimes I can go overboard. Sometimes I can get sluggish because I'm a, uh, once again, moderation. You, you can idolatry. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I get into how much of, that's right. know, when is, is it controlled? That's a real like, thing. Do I have control of yeah, this? Yeah, when yeah. it's easy and it's, it's one of those things that doesn't have to be anything too crazy. It can be exercise. You know, it can be food. It can be, you, know, you can have all these things. Uh, but so I try to break a sweat every day because it not only, not for fitness per se. Yes, for fitness, let me rephrase. To help me as I get older, I hope to stay. If, I, if I'm a late father or if I'm 42, I'm having the conversation with the 46-year-old Adam. Well, you mentioned the phrase anxiety earlier. Yeah. And when you talk about sweating, serotonin, and all of that kind of man, stuff, man, what, so many people struggle with anxiety. And I wonder how much of that is related to our if, sedentary lifestyle. Of course. And yeah. I see it every day in my world and that just a little bit of it. Sure. And another thing is just the average person with the slightest bit of uncomfortableness, they stop. Right. That's right. Whatever that is in life, whether it's a, a class, um, a diet, uh, if it hurts a little bit, twenty-one day fast, my heart rate enough, I can't breathe. No, you can. Your body's just yeah. not used to it. It'll get yeah, better. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's right. You know all these things. It, sure. it, so they want to. They want to stop. And to, actually, what's killing them is comfort. Yeah, man. Holy wow. cow! What's killing us is comfort. That's a phrase right there. But the spiritual side, Jeez. which is the things that I that will not, that I do not deviate from, is prayer every single day, every single Good. day. Um, I will not touch my plate of food. I don't care who I'm with without a blessing. Yeah. You know, I have to let the Lord know. And I mess up every day. As my mother said at the, at the memorial, it is a relationship. That's right. Right? That's so good. The relationship. I am in the army of Christ. People in the army get injured. They yeah. get wounded. But we move forward. One more step. Hey, Try to good. stay on target. Yeah. Right? So my spiritual walk is keeping the Lord first. Thanking Him for the, everything that he's given me. It, the house, two cars in a driveway, only one person lives there. The <laughs> little dog, my wife upstairs asleep, the fireplace that's warm, the hot shower, the food in the fridge awesome. for one more day of business that the brick maintained. For one more day, Lord, I was blessed to go out and run a 5K. I'm appreciative. That's good. So between those things, I do not deviate from on a daily basis. Now, there are days, because I'm only human, that I ride the struggle bus and go, ah, you know... Kind of ride that woe was me for a minute, but you know I try to snap out of that with intentionality, with making good choices, which trying to stay on target. I think your choice creates your challenges. If I make better choices, hopefully I'll have better outcomes. Adam, that is so good, man. And this whole thing has been—we've uh, touched on a thousand topics here, but I think it all comes back to living a life that's on target, trying to be better today than we were yesterday. We have goals of where we're trying to go, and you're helping us to to think through some of those things. Um, I want to say to you, man, Danville is blessed to have you here as part of us, as a business owner, as a citizen of this city. I'm so thankful for your friendship, man, and I really appreciate you taking some time. You're a busy guy to sit down and do this today, man. Thank you so much. Jeff, I appreciate it, man. I look forward to hearing many more of these podcasts. Thanks for being a leader as well. Thanks for, you know, wearing so many hats and doing what you do, man. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Well, me too. And I want to close with one final thought. And here's my final thought. This really has nothing to do with the conversation that Adam and I are having. But, but you know, today we're recording this and today's January, what, 15th. Um, 
And in the world right now, there's a lot of crazy going on. And people I'm talking to, man, you, you can pick your poison, whether it's politics or whether it's COVID or whether it's a myriad of things that's going on. And my, my, my encouragement to anybody who's listening to this, to this podcast, um, whenever you're listening to it, the world's always going to be crazy. And we can get sucked into the Fox News, the CNN, the MSNBC, the Bloomberg Report, all of those kinds of things. My challenge to you today is to turn off that noise. I, I think it is important to stay informed, but don't stay infatuated. Stay informed with what's going on, but don't let this thing affect your mental wellness. So my challenge is for every time that you find yourself talking about politics or COVID, or whatever negative things, whatever worrisome things, every time you find yourself worrying about something, I want you to praise God, to worship God, to thank God, to talk to God three times as much as you worry, because you can't worry and worship at the same time. And I don't know a lot, but one thing I do know is that a heart that's filled with worship, a heart that's filled with thanksgiving, and a heart that's connected with God is going to be a heart that finds joy. You want to live a life that's on target. Uh, find your joy, and you find your joy in finding God. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. Hope this has been a blessing to you. See you next time.